You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Sam, I think you and I are both big enough men to uh, admit that uh, that uh, sometimes uh, we underestimate uh, uh, certain stories on this show and uh, sometimes think that... Uh, People might be stretching a little bit too much, and uh, bullshit. We just underestimate how deep nerds' pockets are. That that might be, and I feel like uh, this week is one of those weeks where uh, where we uh, we were gonna have to go back and uh, and 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 say some things about what we said last week. Not that I'm not happy to be proven wrong no, about this. You're absolutely right. Is uh, first off though, uh, welcome everybody. This is my comic life on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Jeff. Sitting across from me, as always, is Sam. We want to thank you uh, for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, okay, so real quick, uh, first off, want to mention something that uh, one of our other shows on our network is doing that is really cool. Is the guys over at MVP? They're the sports podcast. This coming up weekend, uh, they are do- they are doing something uh, that we've never done before. They are going to be doing live commentary for the WWE pay-per-view. So if you're a WWE fan and you're getting uh, this week's uh, pay-per-view, I believe it's either it's either Hell in a Cell or Survivor Series. It's one of those two. I think it's Survivor Series. Anyways, if, if you plan on getting that uh, this coming Sunday, is uh, you can listen to MVP do play-by-play commentary on Rabble.tv. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's kind of like Rift Tracks, where you, you put on the show, you know, you turn on the pay-per-view, and then you turn down your TV volume a little bit and bring up uh, the volume on your computer or your app. So if you don't want to listen to, like, Jerry the King, Lawler, exactly. and exactly. those guys, exactly, you listen to the boys at MVP. That's right. So uh, this is something uh, we did a test run with this last week for Sunday Night Football. It was a lot of fun, and we had some success with it. But so uh, this coming up Sunday, they are doing uh, their big uh, WWE pay-per-view I believe that is happening from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central or 10. Yeah, 7 to 10, three hour. I know it's a three-hour pay-per-view, and I believe it starts at 7 o'clock Central time. Um, you should go over to the guys on MVP and, and listen to them because they definitely have the right time. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to them. Uh, and then also, if you're on uh, Facebook, don't forget to check out our page. Just do a search for My Comic Life in the search bar. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles on there are at MyComic underscore Life. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate and comment on the show. That really helps us out. Okay, so back to what we were saying about uh, last week and how we might need to eat some of our words is last week we were talking about uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Kickstarter campaign that was going on and how the, the original creator, uh, Joel uh, Hodson, uh, was asking for $2.2 million and that this would then enable him to create three brand new episodes for the show. And Sam, I think you and I, I think it's safe to say you and I were a little bit snarky and I wasn't snarky. I just I didn't. I, I mean, we, that was we a, both thought it was really ambitious. Yeah, I thought that was a lofty, ambitious goal to try to raise that much money in such a right. short amount of time. Right. Is so last week it was it was two point a minimum of two point two in thirty one days. And in fact, after we recorded last Tuesday, 
uh, Sam and I got on Kickstarter to watch his video, and uh, and he was at like barely over half a million, and so he was able to uh, to to reach it. So he they've met their their two point two million dollar goal. So that means we are definitely getting three new episodes of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Uh, once again. Don't know exactly how it's going to be released, as he even says that in his Kickstarter campaign. You know what? We watched it before the show, I remember, because we talked about it, because we talked about this, about how he didn't know how he was going to distribute it. Uh, so, so far, I st- we still know word on that. But, but if he reaches his 5.5 his five million goal, you get not three, but 12, 12. episodes. That's Almost right. what would be considered a full season. That's right. And also, there are some other landmarks uh, in, in there. I Like, you know, if they reach, like, 3.5 million then you get like you know uh six episodes four and a half episodes yeah something like that yeah exactly uh so you know he's already met it he's still got 25 as of as of today as of recording he's got 25 days left still in his campaign and he's already reached that 2.2 um i would i think i think there's a good shot that he might make the uh the 5.5 million goal um, if not make it, get really damn close to it and maybe come up with the funding other ways because that's still 25 to reach your goal on Kickstarter, like almost a month in advance of your deadline. That's uh, that's really promising, you know. And so like we saw this with Reading Rainbow, you know, is is they is they they met their goal so fast that they kept being like, okay, well, now if we get this much, we can get this many and this many. If yeah, reading, Rainbow, reading Rainbow was for, like, a really good cause, and I'm not saying yeah. Mystery Science Theater 3000 isn't one, but, I mean, to compare the two. No, no, I get you. I'm just saying is, like, is use, using the success of of the, the quickness of success of their Kickstarter campaign. That That's what I'm comparing, Sam. No, 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 you're absolutely right. The content and the service that Reading Rainbow provides for society is much more important than what uh, MST3K uh, provides for society. Like, yes, we do see eye to eye on that. Don't, have you, don't have worry. Have you seen that meme on the web of LeVar Burton holding the Necronomicon going, my God, what the hell have I done? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'll have to look that up. That look, that's and also no, above them it says Reading Rainbow. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, also, it should be mentioned uh, that with this MST3K is that while there is no confirmation if uh, if people like uh, Mike Nielsen and uh, Kevin Murphy, uh, they're the one you know they're the ones that went on to uh, to create riff tracks. Uh, no no word yet if they are going to come back for these um, for these new episodes. Joel has said that that he's inviting the everyone from the original cast, the original writers, the original producers, the original actors. He's inviting all of them to come back and either do cameos or reprise some of their roles. But he's also mentioned that he's going to get some new blood in there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how all that works out and see if if the uh, if the Rift Track guys would be interested in coming back. Do you, do, you th- do you think, Sam, they have a chance of coming back? Yeah, I mean... Because I, I don't really know how... Unless, did he voice all the robots himself as well? Were those no, the track guys? Is, it, no, is so Kevin Murphy and Bill something or another. He, they were the they were the two uh, the two robot voices, and then uh, and then Joel and uh, and Mike. They were the two like hosts, like you know the two humans on the ship. 
uh, Bill Co- Corbett is. Uh, uh, is I only ever saw one human on the ship and two robots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is well, okay, no. So Joel was the original human. Oh, okay. And, then, and, and then, then he left the show. Yeah. I think he still had a producing credit or maybe a writing credit. Uh, but he he left hosting uh, duties, and that's when uh, Mike uh, uh, Nelson uh, came on, and he was the human. But if I remember correctly, uh, Kevin Murphy and Bill uh, Corbett voiced the two robots throughout the entire sh- run of the ah. show, and uh, and Bill and Kevin went with Mike to f- uh, to form Rift Tracks, and uh, and so. So they all kind of stuck together. So those if you're going to do this, you need to get the original crew back on well, board. Okay, okay, but but I mean, like I agree with you, but let's also think about this. Is so you're talking about bringing you're you're saying like you have to bring back Bill and Kevin, but they've gone on and been very successful working with Mike, you know, and it sounds like that Joel has offered uh, an invite for Mike to come and make a cameo or two. Uh, in in the new episodes so so i mean i i I do think that you're right that you do need at least bill and kevin to come back but i could also see them having some loyalty to mike and being like well you know we're not going to do it and you know but we'll see how it all plays out we we will see how that all plays out uh, so moving on uh, from uh, from that, so uh, from that to this to some comics, almost like jumping the gun, man. I mean, yeah. Not that I'm not excited because I've been kind of slowly working my way through this. Uh, I guess what would now be quadrilogy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if this I guess is confirmed because the third one's supposed to be the trilogy, and if he does a fourth one, it'll be a quadrilogy. Yeah. So uh, in a recent interview with Newsarama, Frank Miller said that he will be doing a fourth installment of the Dark Knight saga. So the third one called the Master Race is yeah, due out November twenty fifth. Right, and this is one that uh, that uh, uh, Frank Miller. I don't know why I just blame Frank Miller and Brian. Uh, what 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 is the other guy's name? As 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 Azarello. Azarello. Lucky, why why you look like you left me out on the like line to hang there for a second? You <laughs> Sorry, son of a bitch. I just saw his name and then I was like, come on. Yeah, first it, word sounds like could be possibly. <laughs> so so uh, so Frank Miller's been right has written uh, the Dark Knight Three: The Master Race uh, with uh, Brian uh, Azarello, and he has said. That the fourth series, the fourth installment of the series, this was supposed to be the final one. Yeah, but the fourth one he is doing completely solo. Sounds like he he started this by himself and he wants to finish it by himself. Right. He doesn't want anybody's help on this. Now there's sh- we have to note this. DC has made no official announcement saying that like yes, like DC has not come out and been like yes, there's going to be a fourth Dark Knight uh, graphic novel. So this is all coming straight from Frank Miller is DC has not said anything. They haven't said it's not going to happen, but they also haven't confirmed it. Um, and he has also said, and this, this is interesting because, uh, because you said you're working your way through it is he has said that the, uh, the third dark Knight uh, installment, the master race um, will likely piss people off. Now, November 25th, first issue drops. You can find it. I don't know whether he's doing it all in like one big trade book or if he's doing it in issues. Mm, I don't know because it is labeled the Master Race number one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be tra- or issues. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because because it even has a hyperlink right here that says here look inside the first issue. issue yeah. So so it is because uh, because that's interesting because I always thought Frank Miller he he wrote it he he writes it in the style that it's made to be like w- like wait for wait for the graphic novel to come out wait for you know the collection to come out and read it all together at once. Sorry, I just see DC being like, we're not going to give you the rights to Batman for a fourth one. And then Frank Miller's like, all right, fuck you. I'm going to write a book called Bat Dude. And he yeah. draws it like the exact same way. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. Is But I really, I don't think DC would have, I mean, I, if, don't, no. I don't know if DC would have an issue with it. If this sells well, DC will be like, yes, please write a fourth one. You made, yeah. us, you made us millions. Yeah, and it will, and I mean... What's interesting is that is that the this third one, the Master Race, is supposed to, like you said, it's well, supposed to I'm be the final installment. That if he and it's already re- written, you, like, like well, no, I'm curious if he had done this third one by himself without the help of Mister Azarello, would he have been like, "That's right, I did it all on my own, did all three on my own." But he even says in this uh, interview that this is partially Brian's story. You know, sounds like Frank Mel was like, "No, I want mine." Mine, yeah. mine, 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 yeah. and, I, and I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to like say like you know Frank Miller's like being rude or sassy here. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying it just seems like he really wants to do this on his own at the end here. Yeah, I can kind of get that. I, I, I mean, I feel I, I feel like that's a really good fair point that he might be doing that, but I also feel like that he might be sitting there. His motivation is like I wasn't able to do the the ending that I wanted to do, this and so by by doing it on my own, I can I then have more control over the sounds ending like one that of those I want. Aging rock bands, it's like this is our final tour, and also they're like, and hey, we're doing a comeback final yeah. tour, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That band's called Kiss or Motley Crue. No, no, I think they've. I think yeah, Crue Crue ends their run in uh, New Year's Eve this year. How do you know this? Been listening to the radio, and everybody's like, "Win tickets to Motley Crue's final concert in like L.A. New Year's Eve. You and a friend backstage." So you listen to the Eagle, huh? Yeah, because that's the only radio station in Dallas that is still playing Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I was trying to think ninety two five or one hundred three. Maybe Jack FM like yeah. plays it like every now and then, but they're not playing anything other than like Home Sweet Home. Like, yeah, yeah, that's all they're playing. Uh, how the fuck did we? Yeah, okay. I, I just remembered how we got off on that tangent. Uh, yes, I could. I, I totally see what you're saying. Is that like just one more, just one more? I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll do it though, because I think. I think he'll. I mean, I. Well, I just you have to know how this one ends, and because well, I mean, that's, like, that's when the I say, biggest like, I'm question. I'm like, I read the first one, and like I have the second one, but I also have twelve other graphic novels stacked on top or trade paperbacks. You need to get your priorities top. together. I've got a week off coming up at Thanksgiving. Guess what I'm going to be doing? Yeah. Fuck load of reading. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, so we'll see uh, what all uh, turns out from this. Hey, I love his work in The First Dark Knight. I love his work in Sin City. If Frank Miller wants to keep doing comics, yeah. I'm not going to begrudge the guy. Yeah. I, I, Go I, for I, it. I don't, I don't think the fans will. I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think the fans will uh, or the readers will will mind. It's more of like, is DC just going to be like, all right, guy, like, you know, let's just let's just let this end. Or they might be like, hey, man, maybe we can put this into a new um, franchise uh, movie trilogy, you know, as is, uh, is, is we'll find out. All right, so uh, 
moving on over to sequels. Yeah, but say speaking of sequels, is so uh, Blade Runner two. We've uh, we've totally stoked about this. Yeah, we've we've been in we've it's been doing little stories here and there about it. Is since we first heard yeah, we've that been, it was it was we've been hearing back. maybe's possibly that people want it to happen, but not sure it's that's right. Gonna happen, it, but one Mr. Ryan Gosling just confirmed that it is going to happen. That's right. Is uh, he has confirmed that uh, that he is uh, that he has read the script and he is getting involved with Blade Runner 2 and he has said that he is basically he's working on no other project until Blade Runner 2 you know uh don't know if he's in the middle of any other projects right now but that's the next one that he's working on so um Sam what could he be doing in Blade Runner 2 now let's keep in mind Harrison Ford is set to return to reprise his role as uh, Richard Deckard dude I'm surprised you don't see this coming it's classic lethal weapon. He needs a younger, hipper partner who's new on the force and ready to prove himself. Mm. You're going to have Harrison Ford going, I'm too old for this shit. And you're mm. going to have Ryan, Ryan Gosling jumping through buildings and, you know, slapping people in the face. No, I'm just kidding. Although I do believe in my younger partner scenario is, is going to work just on a more dramatic tone. Either that or they've started adopting, adopting AIs into the police force and Ryan Gosling is going to be an AI. Or Rick Decker will be hunting Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's those those. I, I feel like those are the only two scenarios right now that make sense. Is either one is he is Harrison Ford's new partner, or two that's who that's who the villain is. Um, and with the way that they've written villains in, or at least the way the some of the villains were written in Blade Runner, is I could totally see uh, uh, Gosling uh, playing. A villain in this because they don't say a whole lot they're more there just kind of for looks but then you know they do have lines here and there and I mean I know if you go on YouTube you can definitely look up like montage clips from right from his movies of like Ron Gosling just like oh, you yeah, know like like staring at the screen like not saying there's YouTube videos of people trying to feed him yes yes, yes. no uh, I, I like the idea of like him and Harrison Ford being partners to, like track down maybe like a, a different villain like I think that could be cool you know mm -hmm. Harrison I know this is a cliche setup but can you just be like a jaded old cop you know and Ryan Gosling's trying to learn from him being yeah like, because you know, hey you're a legend you're Rick Decker yeah because because we should mention that Blade Runner 2 is set um is set several decades after the original 82 film. And there was always some speculation as to whether Harrison Ford was a robot or not. And, you know, if Decker is still alive several decades afterwards, how is that possible? Well, yeah, that that's exactly it. Because, as you know, is uh, is uh, they they have a, a certain amount of time. I think it's like five years, three, five years, something like that. And then they basically burn out, you know, burn out. So, yeah, and, and that was like one of the one of the – theories after the ending of the first Blade Runner was like, oh, well, was was Decker really human? As Sam says, you're going to have to watch to find out, you know. Uh, so uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll bring you more up to date with Blade Runner 2. I discovered Blade Runner late, kind of like about three years ago. I started watching Blade Runner for the first time ever. Yeah. No, but it's it's a damn cool movie. Have you have you watched the theatrical and the director's cut? I think I just watched the theatrical cut. Yeah, is I def I like the I like the director's cut. Like I mean, I, it's been so it's long. A little I, bit need to, I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah. I just remember Rutger Hauer's famous, you know, like rain speech and everything. You know, at the end before he breaks Harrison Ford's arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's at the end of the movie. 
So it's interesting. Yeah, never mind. I lost track of where we were going with that. Anyways, uh, let's move on to something else, Sam. How about that? Fucking, um, I didn't know this was possible. Apparently, the Fast and Furious universe just won't the, fucking die, and the Star Wars universe now has something in common. Yeah. They're creating spinoffs of their original content. What? Well, I, it wouldn't. It's. I don't. I don't know if I would say they have it in common versus the Fast and the Furious franchise is copying the the formula for the Star Wars universe. Yeah, like like to how try you're to getting create their own. Yeah, like how we're, we're supposed to be getting spinoff Boba Fett movies, maybe younger Han Solo films. Yeah, Fast and Furious, like hey. Yeah, man, we can totally do this. Yeah. Who wants to see stories about Letty before she joined the gang, you know? Yeah, is so in a recent... Um, Fast and Furious, Gas Wars. Oh, my God. I just don't know how this is possible. But uh, in a recent interview with Variety, Vin Diesel revealed that the creative team behind, uh, behind the uh, Fast and Furious franchise has been working on an expanded universe that he said is a, a similar mold to the Star Wars universe and the Avengers uh, universe. And... Sorry. All like, I see in my head now is like... like, I just, like no, I just mm. see like them running whiskey back during Prohibition times across yes, the Canadian border. Yes, yes, back like and forth. Vin like, Diesel's yeah. playing his ancestor. But like still has like his fucking like... You know, contemporary, like, stereotypical Italian, like, wife beater shirt on. And, you know, yeah, he, like... He's revving up his model tee. And, and, they and, ain't gonna catch me. I know, I know. And, like, and his and his big arch rivalry are the fucking Kennedys in their boats, you know. And that's who they're racing. That's... What? Do, do we need this? Like, I'm not gonna lie. It is, like, I find it really weird and... and, and not upsetting, just more like dumbfounded that we're in a, fr- a series of movies that is now in the process of making its eighth installment. Yeah, and there's going to be ten total. Are you shitting me? No, we talked about this in a previous episode. No, in the previous episode, we mentioned that there was Fast and the Furious 8, and then that was the and I thought that no, was the Vin end. Vin Diesel had confirmed that, that there's going to be two more after that, and that it's going to end oh, on Oh, you're right. 10. You're right. You're right. Because, because I mean, Fast and the Furious 8 is the start of the new like ending trilogy. Yeah. You're right. Fuck. They're going to be... But like here's the here's the part that's upsetting. I mean, or not upset- this Fast and Furious franchise is giving the James Bond franchise as a number of sequels a run for its money, even though there's been about 25 of those. But still, yeah, b- 10. There's going to be 10 plus spinoffs. Yeah, and now we're talking expanded universe. Which those could lead to other films. And, 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 or it could lead back around to a new crew bringing in Fast and Furious 11. Here's, here's what I don't get. It's like we had... A really good start with The Godfather, and then we couldn't make it past three without it starting to go to without it going to shit. And yet, Fast. And I the thought f- the franchise would had tanked. And yet, at, at Fast and at the Tokyo Furious, Drift, we they they create that monstrosity, Tokyo Drift. I actually, kind of like Tokyo Drift. Yes, that doesn't surprise me, Sam. I I know your taste in a lot of music and movies, and yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm not saying it's the jewel of the lot, but it's fun. I'm just saying, Sam, because I know as soon as you got out of the... Like, I know you wouldn't do this because it would be unsafe on the roads, but I know for a fact that you probably, after getting out of that movie, sat in your car for like half a second was like, 
Like, just imagine yourself as a street racer. No, here's the deal. I used to rip Tokyo Drift. Like, I used to make fun of it so much. And then I found it in, like, the bargain bin one night at Walmart in college. And I bought it. Oh, man. And I watched it more than any other Fast and Furious film before 5 came out. Yeah. But how has the fr- – like, this is the part – getting to my point, finally, of what dumbfounds me about all this. Is they're getting better. Is, yeah, I is, mean, like, is, along, like, along about five when, like, Vin Diesel listened to the fans and he canceled Tommy Lee Jones' role and brought in The Rock instead. Yes. Like, I was like, this is Ocean's Eleven meets Fast and Furious, and it works for some reason. Yeah, and so, I mean, and then also, like, you just continue to look like, oh, who is directing the new Fast and Furious 8 movie? Uh, F. Uh, Gary Gray. Uh, who is that? Uh, he directed, you know, The Negotiator. Um, Friday. Friday. Oh, and, you know, Straight Outta Compton and A Man Apart, like, both of which were amazing films. Like, Man Apart has, like, one of the most, like, intense, like, fucking, like, interrogation scenes ever. Have you ever seen it? I don't think I've seen Man Apart. Or is it Man on Fire? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Man on Fire, where he shoves the... The grenade up the guy's ass? Yeah, that's Man on Fire. Yeah, that's Man okay, on Fire. Okay, I was thinking Man on Fire. Okay. But still, straight... I mean, like, dude, Straight Out Compton was fucking... Great movie. It was a great movie. And so he's directing Fast 8. So it's like, one, your, your, your storytelling and writing isn't dipping down. In fact, when you... Like we said, when you look at Tokyo Drift and even... Too Fast and Too Fierce, the second one, like, your writing and storytelling has massively improved. And then on top of, like, improved writing and storytelling, you're getting quality directors to be on board with the franchise. So, okay, I'm just waiting for Fast and Furious Electric Boogaloo, and then I'll know it's <laughs> it's bit the dust. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I really thought, like, in the second Fast and the Furious movie... Like, I was like, they literally have the jump the shark moment when they jump off of the street onto a moving yacht. Like, oh, yeah, no, that was that was the Dukes of Hazard moment right there. No, but that was the Dukes of Hazard plus like the jump the shark moment. All right. I thought the jump the shark moment came at the beginning when he raises the drawbridge and makes them all fly over it. Uh, okay. I could see that too. Yeah. So several jump the shark moments, but it's gotten better. And it's gotten better, and I just can't believe this shit. Um, so, yeah, uh, is so there's going to be side stories that now will be getting their own movies, and and like characters that have played, I, like like I'm assuming I'm assuming one of these one of these one of the spinoff stories has to be Ludacris's story because like he's been a really big part, he's been a big part in the like he, he yeah you can he's do been that. in there since the second one right. Yeah, That's, I mean, I don't know if he was in yeah, Tokyo. You could do Drift. him. You could do Bow Wow from Tokyo Drift. You could take Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift if you wanted to. No, is 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 you would need you need people that were in more than just one movie. I think to well, give them a spinoff. Technically, Lucas Black had a brief cameo in Number uh, Seven. Oh, okay. I'm not as uh, in, in depth with my um, with my Fast and Furious uh, uh, canon. As as you are, Sam, I'm 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 very sorry. I've seen a few. Yeah, fucking sounds like you have. So uh, there you go, uh, Fast and Furious fans. It's uh it's definitely not ending, and they are uh, they're finding ways to uh to do it without uh Fast and Furious Fury Road. Yeah. Wait, what? 
Isn't that? Oh no. Okay, now I see what you did. Mad Max. I was, I was, it's I, Fast and Furious set in the Mad Max no, universe. I was I was looking for our next story, and like everything you said is like I recognize all those titles, but not in that like order strung together. Like wait a minute, what was that? Uh, so okay. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, so speaking you, of. R- I guess sticking with movies and kind of like bringing something back or not letting it die. Yes, is uh, is so Universal has the rights to several classic uh, monsters. Well, yeah, because like when movies first kind of started coming with sound and everything, Universal produced their famous monster pictures. Right. So stuff th- like Dracula, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, the uh, Mummy. Yeah, uh, Van Helsing, and so Van well, Helsing never had a standalone. I mean, he did back in uh, like the 2000s, but. Really? Okay. Well, but I mean, Ben Helsing was always folded into the Dracula lore. Okay. Well, then they're already rebooting that one too, as as well, because Van Helsing was mentioned as one of the characters getting a new standalone film uh. from Universal. So Universal is is re- is exploring rebooting all these different monster movies, but it's not gonna like they say it's gonna. Be, I don't know. How, I don't they know have how a to, funky way of describing. I know this. because because they, they, all, they say they say that it's still going to remain in the horror element. But they're going to make it a connected universe to where the mummy, we, Wolfman, Dracula all live in the same. Okay, which is fine. But here's what I don't get is because because the title of this article is Universal Monsters Reboot to Explore Family Identity. So while it's still going to be, they say it's still going to be a horror movie, or at least in, have that feel, is like it's also going to be like exploring, like, well, what It'll is be it? exploring issues of family identity and questions of where I belong in the world. Guess what? You don't belong in the world. Yeah, like, you're... Frankenstein was a supernatural creation. Dracula lived past his prime. The mummy was brought back from the dead. Yeah, it's like it's it's like why am I here in this world? Well, because Doctor Victor Frankenstein it's wanted to play up. God. You know, it's like it's not like you're like. I feel like the questions that they're trying to they're trying to bring forth with these creatures are only questions that like natural beings can can ask. Because now, the people be- tackling this project are Alex Kurtman Kurtzman, who's known for like Transformers, Star Trek. And then Chris Morgan, who's known for Fast and Furious 7. Well, that explains... Okay, so maybe this is him getting his testing grounds and then go back over They claim that uh, heroes tend to be perfect, but most people in the audience aren't ever going to know what it's like to be the smartest, strongest, or fastest person alive, Morgan explained. But there's a darkness in everybody, and everybody wants to be able to... uh, Sorry, to turn a curse into an empowerment. The monsters have been in the shadow, and now it's time to bring them out into the light. Like, it's a lot of subtext beneath right. and also it's what like, I'm looking for in a monster And also, movie. if one of your points of a movie is to be like, oh, well, you know, you can't relate to the superhero because you're never going to be the strongest or you're never going to be the smartest person in the room. Well, then wouldn't I be able to connect more than with a person? Who also I'm seeing on screen sharing those similar flaws. Like, well, no, I mean, I get how you like, can cru- like relate to Victor Frankenstein because he's a monster that the world rejects, you know. And no, Victor Frankenstein is sorry, the doctor, the monster that he creates is rejected by a world that he wants right. so badly but, to accept him. But also, but when you, but then like, what's my place in this world? You literally have none except for 
to to proof that like science can bring that your your existence in this world is proving that God doesn't exist because we obviously can bring life back to get you know life out of nothing. You like that's what the Frankenstein's monster represents. Like like you don't really have these. I feel like I feel like the, the crisis that they're trying to create. Like I said a second ago, can only be by like natural beings by things that like already like happened in this world you know because because then you're like asking like how do i fit into this world that has created me like this person created you like you know like you said the mummy like you know they brought you back like you're not supposed to be in this world so you can't really answer the question where do i fit in in this world you don't that's why people kill you no see i lost it when i heard a furious seven rider was going to be doing these, and now all I see is wacky racers in my head, and oh all I see God. is the mummy racing Dracula. Oh my god! In like god. a tricked out, you know, a la monster looking car. Oh my god! Really, Sam? I know that's they're not going to go. I know they're not going to go down that path, but I just died laughing in my head because I was just like, all I see is them racing each other now. Oh my god! <laughs> although, although. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a car chasing in like one of these movies. It's gonna. Have to be Frankenstein. No, not Frankenstein. Mummy. Why would you? Why would you? Why would it have to be the mummy? Uh, Frankenstein was put before cars. Dracula was. Wolfman. But we maybe. don't know when these are going to take place. They're, I know this is all supposed talk- to be a connected universe. Here. Yeah, the, this is going to be a connected universe, but we have no timeline. Like we don't know. Like, I'm sticking to the original timeline of when these films would be. Okay, well then, yes, then it would have to be the mummy. But speaking of, uh, Universal does plan to kick things off with the mummy. Then a reboot of Dracula, followed by Van Helsing, and then Bride of Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Yes. So, and all like we said, all these will be interconnected, kind of like how the MCU is interconnected. I and think Star Universal Wars tried this, and then it was like, oh wait, <laughs> sorry, we kind of failed. So we're going to try again because last Halloween they released a film called Dracula that was supposed to be like an origin story, an origin oh, story of yeah. how Dracula came to be. I thought that was more looking at um, at Vlad the Impaler, the actual human who the legend of Dracula is based off Like I said, I just heard speculation of. that if that had done well, Universal was going to start kicking things off from there. But since it didn't, they're like, yeah, we're just going to go back well, again. But, it's also, it, but then that's, it's also interesting that they're going with the mummy first because I think when people think of the mummy, at least now, they think of the Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser yeah. franchise. You know, so so it's interesting that they're and are going they with that s- one. Go with more of a Brendan Fraser tone, or are they going to try to stick to like the original creepy black right. and white and then, ones? Yeah, and then also is uh, I f- I don't know who's putting it out. I know it doesn't have anything to do with this, but there there's a new horror movie that's coming out. Uh, that's gonna oh yeah, uh, Victor, Victor Victor Frankenstein, Frankenstein as told from the point of view of Igor. Yes, starring James McAvoy and um, oh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, that's right. Dana Black of Plane, of course. For all, you, let's say for all you geeks out there, that would be Professor X and Harry Potter. Yeah, you totally blew over the Igor reference. Walk this way, Master. Okay, thank you. At least, thank you for at least giving me that, Sam. No okay. problem. Thank you, thank you. All right, uh, and then uh, finally, before we get into uh, new releases tonight. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like the problem with doing that impression is now like everyone knows like well we definitely know this story next story involves Matthew McConaughey like that impression can be nobody else. Do you in want me to go with the w- with the more creepy line of Do you know what I like about these high school girls? No, 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 no. <laughs> I get older and they stay the same age. 
The reason why I said no, Sam, was because I didn't want you to finish the goddamn quote. But no, fuck me. You're just going to finish it anyways. Good old days and confused. Uh, okay, so um, we've, we mentioned that uh, a, a while back that Sony Pictures and, and MRC had uh, picked up the rights for... Let me tell you, Dark Tower has been in development okay. hell for years. Sorry. Jumping the gun. At one point, Ron okay. Howard nope. was going to do it. Just still going to keep talking, yep. and you're kind of starting to skew some information wrong because Ron Howard is still attached to it. Oh well, at one point, Guillermo del Toro was attached to this as yeah, well. He was he was looked at for directing it, uh, but is no longer with it. But Ron Howard is still on board to produce with his production company. Well, so, happy days are ahead of us. So so, <laughs> some you get a little too too. I'm so excited about this stuff. Uh, So, yeah, so uh, Sony and MCR are teaming up, and they're bringing Stephen King's The Dark Tower uh, both to theaters and to TV. Still don't know how those two are going to intertwine with each other, so so don't even ask it, Sam. I'm not, but we were having this debate before because I was like, have you gotten done, because you own the omnibus of, of them of, of and the first is like there's there's two yeah uh, on the bus out and i own the f- volume one yeah and you were and like i have not finished it yet and you were telling me hey actually it's going to be based on the book which is somehow different well from my understanding is it's different but like you know but i mean i really don't know because like the because my fr- the first the first uh the first story arc in in the dark tower comic series is the gunslinger and it's the origin story of uh, Roland uh, uh, D uh, Chain, and it's his origin story, and then it's following him up, and I don't know how that plays into the books because I have not read the Dark Tower books, and for, and so when I say this, I'm going based off of what Joe from uh, the Editing Bay has told me because he has read. He and I both have the same Volume One uh, Omnibus, and he has also read. The uh, read the Dark Knight uh, Tower books, and he has said he has told me, or at least the impression that I got from him is that they are different stories. Uh, but from but from uh, but from what I'm hearing though is the first movie is going to be based off of the first book called The Gunslinger, and my first comic is called The Bu- The Gunslinger Is Born. So in so I, I the 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 um the comics might be a retelling of the story and in a different way. But the TV show and the book, or sorry, the TV show and the movie are based off of the Dark Tower books. So you, from my understanding, you can't be reading the comics and be like, I know what's going on because the comics and the books aren't the same and uh, and the TV show and the movies are going to be based off the books, not the comics. Huh. So... Uh, we have we have some uh, we have some interesting uh, com- conflicting things. Is we is as Sam has given away is Matthew McConaughey is being eyed for a role in the Dark Tower movie, and he. But this is where we're getting the conflicting reports. Is we have one source from the rap that says that Matthew McConaughey is in uh, is in early discussion to take on the role. Of the main character Roland uh, Deschain, while Variety is reporting that uh, that McConaughey is being eyed to play the villain uh, Walter Paddock, also known as the Man in Black. So we both sources are saying that he I is hope he in plays talks. Plays a villain and not the lead role. I do too. I don't see I him do in his too. lead role. I really do too. Is I would really like to see him play the villain. Is also because I don't think that's a role. 
I'm trying to think of like, I mean, he like he's played roles where he's quote unquote been the bad guy, but like he's doing good things like the Dallas Buyers Club. You know, I mean, technically he's the bad guy in that he's breaking the law, but he's doing it for a really good reason. And so, like, I'm trying to think, what other movies has he really played the bad guy? Okay. Oh, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. Are you fucking... No, this is what happened. Are you serious? It was him and Renee Zellweger both starred in it, but then they blew up and, like, Universal, like, paid off the company, or some studio paid off the company who was about to release Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 or 5 not to release it because it would ruin their careers. Wow. He plays a guy with a like prosthetic leg and and uh he tries to kill people. Wow. I saw it. D- does he take on the role of Leatherface? No, he's just one of the good old boys, like one of the family members, and like Renee is on her way to her prom and gets stopped by Matthew McConaughey, who has a malfunctioning prosthetic leg and like starts wow. screaming and wielding chainsaws. Wow. Is Leatherface even in it? Yeah, he's in it for like a little while, but Course, just all like, I remember is Matthew McConaughey screaming, Get back here, woman! And then he like wields a chainsaw. Oh my god, that's too funny! Yeah, so uh, if you, if you want to see him play a comical bad guy, yeah, so um, so I don't, I don't know, um, I so yeah, I don't know of any other movies that where he's really played the bad guy unless you count his role in Days and Confused as a bad guy. I mean, he, he was, nah, he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, bit of a perv like you know like the guy just kind of never grew up and moved out of the town yeah, he's an older he's an older male hanging out with high school kids you know mm-hmm. getting enc- drunk with enc- them. encouraging deviant behavior so i mean i don't know if you call him a fucking role model no but, but may- maybe right maybe not a role model but may- you know maybe not a bad guy so uh it'll be interesting to see uh which role he takes up uh we it definitely sounds like that we want him to take on the role of the man in black and see him play the villain is uh, I also I think that would be good for him. So uh, Sam, you got anything else about this that you want to touch on? No, that's good. All right, then let's move on to uh, new releases. All right, this is part of the show where we let you know what's new in comics and new in movies. And as always, we start things over with Sam. And Sam, um, are you are you going going with Marvel again? Of course, we're gonna go with Marvel. Okay, I guess like last week when I said something didn't matter. Okay, you All right. can't give people the unexpected when they're expecting it because you said something last week about it. Okay. All right, Sam. Uh, what do you what, what do you have coming out for Marvel this week? Uh, we're starting out with Black Knight number one. What do you do when it's your destiny to be damned? For centuries, that is the question that has plagued each wielder of the ebony blade, with all of them eventually meeting untimely end due to the sword's curse. And it is the question the current Black Knight, Dane Whitman, must ask himself as his addiction to the blade grows ever stronger, and he finds himself in the aptly named Weird World. What are the circumstances that brought him to leave the Earth and enter this strange and dangerous realm? And what do the uncanny Avengers have to do with it? So you know what's oh, going man. on with the Uncanny Avengers. Well, I've only I've only read issue one, so this sounds like that uh, that this is uh, that you know I might need to figure out a little bit more of the storyline. Uh, yeah, because I was at a comic book store last week, and I think they've come out with two or three issues of the Uncanny Avengers. No, at least two. They're on number two, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely issue number two. But there's no way they're on issue number three, unless 
they're releasing it uh, twice, you know, doing it every other week. And, Jeff, I'm throwing this one out here for you. Do it. Deadpool number two. He's annoying. He's dangerous. He smells terrible. But the public loves him. That's right. The Merc with the Mouth may make money for missions of murky morality. Wow. But he's become the most popular hero in the world for it. Eat that, Spidey. The world belongs to Deadpool. That's right. In the in the new issue of Deadpool is... Uh, Basically, Deadpool started at the Hero for a Hire organization, but you can even hire him for your kid's birthday and he will show that's right. up. Is, in is fact, that, the cover shows him doing magic at a kid's birthday. Is, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like he's just like running like a service of like, you know, like, oh, have Shrek come to your kid's birthday party. Have Deadpool. Some or, of the Deadpool costumes. You know, if show somebody up. calls up Deadpool and is like, hey, I need you to, like, you know, go save my daughter because she's been kidnapped yeah. by drug kingpin. Great. He'll go do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, an all higher, you know, all, you know, nothing's too big. No problems too re- small for these yeah, guys. Now, don't forget that uh, this is also leading up to uh, d- uh, the uh, offshoot uh, Deadpool, uh, the Mercs for Money. Uh, offshoot that will be happening. When did we say that was happening in uh, 2016? I think sometime in February, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you are right. So, uh, so it's all so it's leading up to that that story arc too. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Deadpool it, is also currently the richest man or one of the richest people in the Marvel universe, and he's yep. underwriting the Avengers ever yep. since Tony Stark left. Yep, yep. He is just marketing the shit out of himself, and it's awesome. All right. Uh, so all right. That's Flipping on over to the pages of DC. This is a story I've been reading on their side. It's called Titans Hunt Number Two. Basically, the Teen Titans have kind of forgotten that they were ever a team, and they're all kind of all off on their own solo missions, doing their own thing. But somebody actually does remember and is trying to reunite them. So the secret history of the Teen Titans continues. Dick Grayson is hot on the trail of the young Atlantean named Garth. But what he doesn't realize is that something is hunting him. Plus, Roy Harper encounters a mysterious woman named Lilith. And this run-in will leave him questioning his own past. Hmm. So if you like a little bit of mystery, a little bit of intrigue, you're a fan of kind of the original Teen Titans like I am, it's a pretty good book to check out. Cool. Uh, finally, rounding out the DC side, we have Dr. Fate number six. New York City goes dark as the new doctor battles the ancient god Anubis to the death. But gods can't die, can they? I didn't think they could, but I mean, I guess you're going to have to read to find out. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. All right, Jeff, what have you got for us? Uh, all right, so just uh, just two releases over here on Image this week is uh, first up, is quite possibly one of my our new favorite. My comic life seal of approval. We love this book across Absolutely. the board. Absolutely, is uh, I hate Fairyland number two is out uh, this week. Uh, does Gert die by the axe of her assassin? Uh, spoiler: Probably not, because they're only on issue two. <laughs> so, Sorry, I'm laughing at the issue one where she eats all the mushrooms and just starts tripping balls. Yes, like I find it very interesting how. How this is a very adult comic, but, like, they're getting around and, like, still doing, like, subtle, like, you know, like, so, yeah, she, in issue one, like, she's killing people, tripping balls, but, like, you know, every time she curses is it's, like, you know, it's, like, a childish version, like, of how, like, a child would curse. Yeah. You know, well, so. I I think maybe there, there might be a curse on Fairyland or, like, a spell that doesn't allow her to actually say the full words. No, it's, it's just... No, they, I don't think they've really explored it all too much. But no, but I, I mean, she's what thirty, something 40? like that. She she still looks like she's seven years old. Like, but, st- but her mind has aged yes. all the years she's been yes. stuck yes. in fairyland. Yes, yes. So, uh, 
super excited for uh, great book. For, you should uh, definitely read it. Yeah, I hate Fairyland number two is out this week, and then also a brand new comic from a legendary uh, writer, uh, Mark uh, Miller's new one. He of course is behind uh, Old Man Logan and several other uh, kick ass, kick ass. There you go. Is he has a new series out with uh, Image called Huck. Uh, in a quiet seaside town, Huck uses his special gifts to do a good deed each day. His neighbors return the favors by keeping his abilities a secret. But when a newcomer alerts the media, a firestorm erupts, sending Huck on an adventure that will change everything. This isn't like Huck Finn, is it? No. Okay, just no. a guy named Huck. Yeah, just a guy named Huck. Also, sorry, previous Miller worked also. Ah, damn it. Never mind. I blinked. I blinked. Okay. I had it. Okay. Like so, we're uh, we're not gonna go with that one then. So can I move on over to movies? Yes. Okay. So uh, coming out this week is just two I want to mention is uh, we got a new holiday movie coming out this week, and I'm 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 kind of excited about it. it looks really funny. Uh, the the new comedy called uh, The Night Before, starring Seth Rogen, uh, Joseph oh, Gordon-Levitt, okay. I thought you were going Lizzie with that Kaplan, uh, Jillian Family Bell. one. What family one? The one starring John Goodman and Diane Keaton. Oh, no, no. I thought that came out last week. Maybe it did. Sorry. I thought we talked about that one last week, and that's the only reason I why I can't believe the it. night before is going up against... Yeah, the, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, so the night before, uh, on Christmas Eve, three life lifelong friends, two of whom are Jewish, spend the night in New York City looking for the holy grail of Christmas parties. And so, like, I've seen the previews for this. It's, it's Seth, Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt... Gordon and uh, Anthony know, Mackie. Yes, that's who it is. Uh, and they're just getting fucked up. Like there are some hilarious looking scenes. Like it, the plot is like is like is one of these guys like always spends Christmas alone because his parents are dead or something. Joseph Gordon Levy, his parents died on Christmas and Eve, and so his friends always come to like his aid on Christmas Eve. And we're like, right. we're just gonna party Set, the fuck out of this. Yeah, day. yeah, and like, and they're getting at the age where it's like this is our last time getting yeah, together. Yeah, they're all getting old. Some are because, getting married. Like, yeah, like Seth Rogen, his character is getting uh, is having a kid, and uh, who the other guy, uh, Anthony Mackie, like, like he apparently is a big sports celebrity or just a big celebrity, and so uh, this is their last Christmas together doing this tradition. It looks hilarious. If you like, if you like, you know, Seth Rogen movies. Munchy comedy yeah, you're gonna like this one and sam is right this is going up against a really big release and uh that is the final installment right i think it's the final install it's installment the final installment in the hunger games series uh the hunger games mocking jay part two um sam i kind of fell off after uh what was the second hunger game movie hunger games 2 oh i thought you were a fan i am Okay. I read all the books. Okay, so what the fuck's going on? Uh, basically, the revolution has begun. Katniss is leading the revolution. She wants to overtake the capital in the Hunger Games, bring down the president. It's a lot of fighting, a lot of drama, a lot of angst. Woody Harrelson's still in this? Yeah. Drunk as shit. All right. Well. So you gotta love Woody Harrelson. He showed up to the premiere of this movie in pajama pants and a t-shirt. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No. Doesn't surprise me. So uh, there you have it. Uh, the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. 
is out this week. Uh, that's going to do it for new releases. Sam, you got anything for Oh Shit I Forgot? I do. What did you forget? They are rebooting the Tomb Raider film series, trying to get that up off oh, the ground you sh- again. Really? I did, that's interesting. And they found uh, a director. His name is Roar Uthog. I have no idea what else he's done. I was about to say, I see you're on IMDb, and it looks like that uh, not a not a lengthy uh, filmography. He's done movies called The Wave, Escape, Frit Built. Guessing European yeah, films. Foreign films. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. So The Angelito, Joe Lee ones weren't terrible. The two that th- I said they weren't terrible. I didn't say they were great. I just said they weren't terrible. You should listen to the editing bay's uh, <laughs> take on. I forget what I think they did the first one, and then we're like, we don't ever need to do the second one. So, but yeah, yeah so Tomb Raider is coming back. All right, well, coming back to the screen. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I think they had a new game that just released too. Uh, okay, and then uh, I have an oh shit I forgot, and that is that. Um, uh, Rob Liefeld is coming back to work on a Deadpool graphic novel. Is his chest going to take up the entire page? Probably. Is uh, Deadpool Bad Blood uh, is what he is working on. Um, still don't exactly know what this is going to be about, um, but uh, Rob Liefeld is coming back. Now, uh, Chad uh, Bow- Bowers and uh, Chris Sims actually wrote the script for the graphic novel. So is he just drawing this? Or? Well, so Rob Liefeld wrote the plot for it, and then the other two guys wrote, like, okay, this is how, you know, wrote in the actual story. Rob Liefeld said, this is what's going to happen. Now get from point A to point B. And that's what those two guys did. So Rob Liefeld came up with the, uh, Liefeld came up with the a plot, he penciled it, and he's inking it. And uh, so everyone is super excited about it because you should be if you're a fan of Deadpool. So that is, uh, I believe that is not coming out till, uh, 2016, 2016. uh, not an exact release date yet, but 2016 is, we'll have a new graphic novel. Uh, and I am super excited about this is, uh, is, uh, I think, I think it's going to be good. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, our handle on Instagram and Twitter at mycomic underscore life. Just do a search for my comic life in the Facebook search bar and you'll find us. Uh, real quick, before I forget, I know I'm in the middle of plugs, but I just remembered that we haven't talked about it one bit. Next week is Thanksgiving and we are going to be thankful that uh, we're taking the week off because we are not coming back. Uh, we're going to take the week off next week and uh, spend it with our family and uh, our girlfriends, maybe our loved ones, maybe people that we only wish we saw less than once a year. So uh, so there will be no show uh, next week. So, uh, OK, so now that that's out of the way, uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, please rate us and comment on the show. That really helps us out. If you know someone that doesn't have an iOS device but wants to listen to the show is Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict. Uh, those actually search the iTunes library and then pulls them up on your Android phone. If you want to go really old school, you can go to nextwave-radio.com and download the shows directly from our website if you just want to say forget all that other shit. is That is uh, an option too. And uh, you can also check out all the other great Next Wave Radio shows just by doing a search in the, pod, uh, in the iTunes store or in the uh, 
podcast attic in Republic search bar. Just do a search for next wave space radio and all of our shows will come up. Like we said, we got the guys over at MVP that uh, do sports. And then we got Joe and Joel that do the editing bay that talk about movies. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we got so far. So uh, next week, no show. Uh, enjoy. Hopefully everyone gets a little bit of time off and can spend it uh, anywhere but work. And um, if you can't, Go back and listen to the old shows because I bet nothing's going to be going on at work. At least I know when I work on Thanksgiving, nothing's going on. So uh, so until uh, two weeks from now, coming back uh, December 2nd, uh, until then, we will talk to you guys later. Sam, close us out. Ditch the herd. Be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friends. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.